Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brooklyn Storm. Thank you very much for pushing play on another episode today. And thank you to all of the new subscribers and to everybody who listens and tunes into both episodes every week. I appreciate you so much. Everything is going super well here at the moment. Gabe is getting all excited because I'm going away on a little getaway to Dalesford, um, leaving on Saturday, coming back on Wednesday. For those of you who aren't familiar with the area, Dalesford is really beautiful. It's where I go for um, nourishing and healing and releasing and all those sorts of beautiful things. To me, it's a very spiritual place and it actually has a bit of a reputation for being a place where the hippies like to hang out. It's I like to think of it as Victoria's answer to Byron Bay. <laughs> Though maybe Byron Bay's um, a little bit different, but it's the same kind of vibe. And I just love it there so much. And I make it a point of going there a few times a year for my little pilgrimage just to disconnect. And here's the funny thing about disconnecting, right? <laughs> as soon as I booked my trip, uh, well, the reason I booked my trip was because I wanted to have a break. You know, I've been working in ISO. I still, well, I adapted, right? And so, as you know, I still work uh, from the study at home and not getting out that much. And I thought, yeah, I really want to get out and get grounded and da-da-da-da-da. And I miss Dalesford. So I haven't been able to go there due to restrictions and everything, but now I can. And so I thought, I'm going to make hay while the sun shines and I'm going to go before the next lot of restrictions come. So... Uh, as soon as I booked the trip, I started to feel like more energized and more alive and more excited and all, all of this good stuff started flowing to me and um, oh, I was just so excited. And so, you know, I have been sort of ticking the days off the calendar and isn't it funny, I'm going there with the intention of resting and relaxing and just, you know, having some pampering and um, it. Dalesford and Hepburn Spring are very famous for mineral water and also which you can drink like there's little pumps so you can just pump it out of the ground. I mean it doesn't taste that good and it kind of smells like rotten eggs because of the sulfur so I don't like to drink it but you still know it's good for you so you should probably have a mouthful <laughs> um, but it's also renowned for um, very famous thermal mineral hot springs that you know they pump from the water and there's these beautiful pools there you can go and it's meant to be very healing and everything but you know how 
what I'm trying to say is, you know how when you make the decision to go, all of a sudden you get really excited again? And I think what's happened is I've been in the masculine, sort of the doing energy a lot lately. And by that too, also the doing energy of relaxing, you know, that being still, um, the Netflix and chill, the sitting, the being, (laughs) lately I've loved being horizontal. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go and do more of that when I go away. But what's what I'm noticing is the feminine is now starting to feel like it's her time to shine. So she wants to go out and walk around. There's waterfalls there called Sailor's Creek Waterfalls. And you can go um, walk around there. It's really beautiful. There's a massive lavender field. There's gold fields. There's uh, beautiful farmer's markets, a great big place called Mills Market. And Mills Market is like a um, shop that's full of, well, it's not a shop. It, I think it used to be like a great big vegetable store. Um, it's huge. It's like as big as an airport hangar, um, airplane hangar, I mean. And it's got lots of different little stalls from different art and craft people in the area. And you can get everything there from clothes to perfumes to sunglasses to retro and vintage to crystal. It's kind of like, I was going to say bargain hunt, but it's not. I don't even know where that came from. A, A bit of a mix of everything. And I love going there and I always get treasure. And the other thing that I'm loving about Dalesford is, um, it's a very spiritual place and they have lots of, uh, shops for, buying new sage, getting the Palo Santo, getting the crystals, getting a reading done, having some Reiki done, having some energy work done, um, all of those sorts of things that I just love so much. So now instead of going away feeling all relaxed, I'm I'm going away with a real spring in my step. (laughs) I can't wait to go. And they've got this really great big lake and it's I think it's even called Dalesford Lake. You can Google all of this. It's just magic. And you can walk around the lake and there's this great big track. And I love to walk around that lake. And there's also the remnants of what used to be a bit of an amphitheater there. And so I've I've been printing off, you know, the mastermind that I'm in that I told you about uh, at the start of the year. Uh, they had a whole bunch of resources. So I've just gone printed all of those off and... I've packed them all up in my little bag and I just can't wait to take my remarkable there and, you know, have my little journal there. And I just can't wait to get a coffee and sit down at the little amphitheater and just enjoy working through the journals without being in front of my computer, with having the iPhone off, all of that sort of stuff. So I'm not seeing clients for those few days, but I will still be online because uh, I want to check in with everyone, make sure everyone's going well and keep everybody updated and all of this sort of cool stuff. The other thing that I'm going to have a play around with, I know, right, it's so exciting, and I will get to the podcast in a second. I just want to tell you what's happening in my world, um, is I've been learning, well, self-teaching, <laughs> how to take photos of myself with my iPhone. So I've got all these beautiful clothes and outfits now. Uh, I really am loving, and I'm not affiliated with this lady at all, but her name, if you want to have a look on Instagram, is at Mrs. Constance Hall at Mrs. Constance Hall. Uh, her, She's got a store, an online store, and she mostly sells clothes, and now it's extending to some other things. But 
her clothing line is called Queen the Label. And, oh, I just fell in love with all of her stuff. And she just, I've been buying little bits and pieces here and there and saving them. Lord only knows why I've been saving them, but I haven't worn any of them. I think I've been waiting for a special occasion that just hasn't been coming because of the lockdowns we've had here in Melbourne. But anyway, um, now I'm thinking, well, I might just bundle up all those nice clothes and, um, you know, have a shot <laughs> at taking a few portraits or something like that while I'm away. So I'm also packing up my tripod and all my tech and I'm just going to have fun with it, like get some nature shots in my new clothes and oh, and with my new haircut as well. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And I will absolutely, if they work out, I will share the photos with you. And um, I also bought this really cool new tripod which I will share with you as well uh, I'll show you the details and uh, I'm going to be able to record myself taking the photos of myself so that if it works out I'll have I can share it with you as like a mini training how cool is that I know right so much fun so it's meant to be a holiday but it looks like it's turning into a bit of a um, work slash fun vacation uh, which I'm totally fine with Anyway, what do I want to talk with you about today? What I want to talk to you about today is a question that came up in the group and that was, what do you say when clients ask, what do you offer? Okay, what do you say when clients ask, what do you offer? Now, on the surface, this looks like a pretty obvious question to answer, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, you're going to say, well, offer counselling. But why is it that so many counsellors struggle to answer this question and here's my here's my clue about what what it is I think a lot of counsellors get stuck in their own minds about narratives that circulate within the community and they hear these narratives often enough and they believe them to be true that's the first thing that's happening. The second thing that's happening is when I talk about the narratives that are circulating, I mean, thinking about, well, you know, if a client wants a rebate from the government and I don't offer that, you know, but in Australia we have Medicare, uh, then what do I say that I offer or how can I convince them that they should still book in with me? So this is what I want to speak to today, okay? I think if you're struggling to articulate what you offer to your client, it's probably just because nobody's ever taught it to you before. And that's why I created the Clients on Demand course, right, which is now closed. Um, we start that on on the 31st, which is next Thursday, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it will reopen later on. But in, in a nutshell, <laughs> uh, I think what's happening is you are getting in your own head about it because perhaps you're saying to yourself am I worth it how do I convince my client that I'm worth it what am I actually offering and I ask some of my people that I work with some of my um, coaching clients and some of my supervision clients and even some of my mentoring clients who struggle with this to you know record the conversation so, of course, with permission from the client and all of that sort of stuff, so it's for training purposes because I want to be able to hear it back so that I can give real-time feedback to my client about what's going on here. And so I've listened to five of these recordings this week and every single time the counsellor said to the client, 
well, I offer counselling and you can have counselling with me in person and if you prefer online, I can give you counselling online. Now, counselling is not your offer. This is the this is what you haven't learned and, and this is what I know you haven't learned. Um, so just super quickly because it's a big thing, which is why there's a whole program on it, but the counselling isn't the offer. The transformation is the offer, okay? That's what many of you are, are getting mixed up and because of that, you're losing potential clients. You're you're not engaging with, you're, you're disconnecting from, you know, clients that could be really great clients for your practice that could be perfect for you to work with. But you're losing them because you're saying, I offer counselling or you can have a package of counselling with me. That actual product or the actual service is not the offer, okay? The offer's the transformation, the offer's the end result. And so that's what you need to speak into when somebody asks you, well, if you don't provide rebates, I can't get a rebate with you, you know, what do you offer that makes it worth it in inverted commas? Or or why should I? Like the subtext for that client is, well, if I'm not going to get any money back, why should I throw money at, at your business? Or why should I give you all of the money? Uh, that's what's going on in the client's mind. So remember to be very, very clear in your articulation about what it is that you offer. The second thing that I want to share with you is you need to be able to speak with confidence about your offer. And by that, I mean, this is back to that law of attraction, which as you know, is law of vibration. Even if you say all of the right words, if you have the energy behind it that you're not confident, uh, your client's going to pick up on that or your potential client is going to pick up on that and they will not book the session with you. And that's not what we want, is it? We want to be able to help our clients, but put yourself in their shoes. Are you really going to pay money to somebody who's wishy-washy about the offer and who's wishy-washy about the fees and who doesn't believe in themselves? No, you're not. Versus speaking to somebody who's clear about what they offer, clear about the fee, clear about the service, you're probably more likely to make a decision on the spot around whether or not you want to take the next step and book a session with them, correct? So if confidence is the issue, there's a really easy way to fix that. And the easiest way to do that is to look at where your offer is not aligning with you or look at where your fee is not aligning with you. And by alignment, what I'm talking about, is it aligning with your values? Is it in integrity with you or is it out of integrity with you? Uh, And it's going to be a process of reflection that helps you tune in to what's feeling off. Because here's the thing, if you're in flow, confidence is like a a non, I was going to say non-entity, but that's not the right word. It's like a a non-issue. Confidence doesn't come into it. Confidence isn't, uh, I've just lost it. Confidence, you don't have to worry about when everything feels good and everything feels right. The confidence is just natural. It's just there because you're speaking from what's true for you, okay? If you're not feeling confident, you're in your head about something 
or something is out of alignment, okay? You're thinking to yourself, oh, they're not going to book in with me because they can't get a rebate and therefore I'm inferior and I'm not as good as the other professionals in the field doing similar work and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You're making it about you. So let's stop doing that and let's look at what are, what are your values, uh, where are things going off track a little bit, let's bring everything back uh, into alignment so that then the confidence just flows naturally and you don't have to worry about it again. The third thing is um, really allowing yourself to tap into and attune with your higher consciousness or your higher self or your soul or whatever the language is that you like to use. I want you to tune into that and even tune into the successful version of you that has these inquiry calls or discovery calls or quick chats or whatever you like to call them, um, you know, with ease and with grace and, and with that feeling of detachment because, do you know what? If you're hungry for that person to book in, that's quite a repellent energy and you're likely deflecting and repelling clients from booking in with you. Whereas if you're detached from the outcome, there's a different energy in that conversation and the clients will be more likely to book in with you. Okay. Uh, so have a, have a little bit of a think about, well, how does, how does that version of me uh, conduct themselves on these calls and allow yourself to channel that, you know, again, this is an exercise that you can do in your journal. Um, just ask yourself the prompt, how does my higher self or my higher consciousness, etc., handle these conversations? How do they show up? Uh, what's the energy that they bring to the conversations? And then just do a bit of a compare and contrast and, and ask yourself, well, how am I doing them now? How is that version of me doing them? And how do I bridge that gap? Okay. So I think I'm up to number four. Number four, I'm just looking at my notes here. Hmm. Number four, someone is always enrolling someone. Now, one of my coaches told me this, Ryan told me this, someone is, no, Chris told me this, someone is always enrolling someone on that call, okay? So I can give you an example from when I talk to people who are interested in working with me, okay? So when people are, are interested in working with me, they'll fill out a little questionnaire. I think it's got about seven or eight questions on it. Um, some of those questions used to be about how much you're willing to invest in your practice to help get you to where you want to go. Uh, it's since been updated to something a little bit more friendly than that now. I think it's something about, you know, can you make something work or not? Or I can't remember the actual wording on my thing. But uh, what happens is we'll have the conversation and I'll give them some tips and, and some ideas and they're really happy with that. And then they'll ask me, hey, you know, are there any places left for supervision or are there any places left for mentoring or coaching? And so we'll start to talk about that. And then I'll say, oh, this all sounds great, Brooklyn. How much is it? And I'll say how much it is. And I have payment plans, but people will say things to me like, oh, I need to check with my partner or, oh, I can't afford it right now or, oh, I don't have the time now to commit to something, etc., etc., etc. As a practitioner, it is on me to help that client work through that because 
it's my belief that quite often those things are very surface things, right? They're the first things that come to our mind when we start to think we're going to have to pay for something, right? We, we want to think, how do I get out of this conversation? How do I save face here? Um, how do I close it down without offending anybody? All of that sort of stuff. But a good therapist or a good coach will understand that and recognize that and will hold space for that person and will invite that person to go a little bit deeper with that and find out what's actually going on here. Because nine times out of 10, it's not about the money, the partner or the time. It's about that person's, well, in my experience, it's been about um, that, well, it's mostly women that I work with. So I'll just draw from that. So sometimes the women that I work with don't believe that they are worth the investment. They don't believe that um, they can justify. You know, these are these are the things that go on. They don't see themselves as worthy enough. They don't see themselves as valuable enough. They're full of self-doubt, uh, all of that. So when we have the conversation, I can see that. I can support them through making a decision that feels right for them. And here's the other thing. It's not my job to convince them to enroll with me. Just like it's not your job to convince a client to book a session with you. That's not what your job is about. That's not what your role is about. Your role is to help that client make a decision that's right for them. Okay. Irrespective of whether they end up working with us or with someone else, it doesn't matter. If they don't work with us, that's totally fine. You've given them a great experience. You've helped them with a transformation. You've shown them, you've given them a sample because I've had an experience now of what it can be like to work with you. All right. So don't worry about whether or not they enroll. And the other thing is if they don't enroll, that's absolutely fine. They're not your perfect client. And you don't want to take somebody else's perfect client because number one, it's not fair to them. And number two, it's never going to work out between you and that person because they were never meant to be for you. So detach from the outcome. Make your focus less on, oh, how do I get this person to book a session? And da, 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 da. don't bring that energy to it. Bring the energy of, how do I help this person decide whether or not we're going to be a good fit? How do I help this person decide? How do I support this person to see that they are worthy of this time investment or this money investment? Da, 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 da. How can I uh, support this person to make a choice about what they want to do? And how can I do that from a place of love instead of desperation and scarcity and fear? Do you see the difference? Um, as I said, we go we go into this in more detail in clients on demand, but I just want to give you a bit of an overview of, of what it looks like so you get a, a taste of what we're doing in there. Um, the other thing too is when you're having, oh, so enrolling in calls, right? Either the client is enrolling you in their limitations. And what I mean by that is if you're on that inquiry call and they say well like it sounds great Brooklyn but I can't do it because xyz and I say that's okay I understand I'll talk to you a little bit later keep in touch I have just allowed myself to be enrolled in that client's limitation was that helpful to the client no was it helpful to me no 
it was helpful to me in that I didn't have to, you know, I got to avoid having uh, a really difficult conversation perhaps, like that might be what I was thinking. And so for a moment I'll feel relief, but I haven't actually helped that client. All I've done is, you know, support a client's self-fulfilling prophecy based on the belief that they're bringing to that conversation about perhaps not being worthy. I'm just using that as an example there. Uh, So you know what? Someone is always enrolling someone on that call. So are you going to be enrolled by your client's limitations um, or are they going to be enrolled into your offer? Okay. At the end of the day, it's always the client's choice, but you need to be mindful about the energy that you're bringing to that conversation and you need to be mindful about the meaning that you're attributing to that conversation. And I mean, when I was first counseling or, well, no, that's not true because I was just getting referrals given to me then, but um, there was a point where... I was thinking to myself, you know, oh, what does this client want and how can I help them and da, 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 da. But then when I moved out and I got the lease on the place and I started working by myself and, uh, you know, the story, like it was big time drama. It was intense drama for a period of about three or four weeks when I didn't have any bookings and I still had bills to pay and rent and bond and lease and all of that on the service department. I did have an energy then of accepting clients that weren't right for me. I had started to uh, apply a fee of $15, as you know. Clients didn't want to pay that. I started waiving it because I was in scarcity mindset and I was in fear mindset. So some people I was charging the fee to, others I wasn't. Some people I charged a cancellation fee to, others I didn't. I was all over the shop and it was a big mess and it all came from my sense of what do I think a client would pay? Um, Am I worth it? you know, da, 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 all of this sort of stuff. So work on your mindset. And this is the other thing that I want to say, because I just reminded myself when I was saying there, you know, would they want to pay or how much would they want to pay? Is this uh, fee affordable to somebody? You know, maybe I should charge the affordable fee. What I was doing that I didn't realize at the time was I was projecting my own beliefs about money and what was affordable onto my clients and essentially making decisions for them. And I see now that that was actually a really offensive thing to do because I was disempowering them from being able to make decisions for themselves um, based on, you know, the money of working with me. It's not my place to decide what someone can and can't afford. It's not my place to say what's expensive. You know, if I asked you, what would you consider to be expensive for a counseling session? And I asked another 10 people, well, we'd probably have a range of, of numbers there. I'm sure you'd agree. Um, but we wouldn't all agree on the, we wouldn't all come up with the exact same figure, would we? So the thing is, things like, is it expensive? Is it affordable? Is it reasonable? They're all subjective things and that's not on us to decide for our clients. Our clients will make that choice for themselves. And if they see the value in it, um, they're absolutely going to pay your fee. It's not a problem. Like, you know, we've all been in that situation where we've found the money, 
okay? Um, one of my other coaches said to me uh, when I was first starting out, she said to me, Brooklyn, what's your favorite thing that you like to do when you're not working? I said, I really love watching Netflix, okay? I love to binge things. Like I really loved binging. There was this um, therapy, well, therapist, a film about a therapist called Gypsy. And I really loved watching that at the time. I was loving it. And she said to me, uh, well, let's imagine that your TV just blew up, right? And you couldn't watch Gypsy. What are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to go out and get a new TV. And she goes, well, can you afford, like, how much is that going to be? A couple of grand? And I said, yes. And she said, well, how are you going to afford it? And I said, well, I'll just find the money. I'll make it happen. And here's the thing. When you want something bad enough, <laughs> you make it happen. When you value it, you make it happen. And to me, having a TV and having that downtime was important enough for me to hypothetically think about different ways I could make this happen, <laughs> okay? But, and let's say that I was going to get a new TV for $2,000, okay? Just hypothetically, let's say that was what I was going to spend on the TV. But if you, if... A coach said to me, hey, it's going to cost $2,000 for this program to work with me. If I didn't value that, I'm going to go, oh, I don't know, I'll have a think about it. Um, I don't really have that many clients right now, so I'll just wait six months. Will you be offering it again? Um, yeah, it's just not, I have to check with my partner. Uh, how much time is this going to take? Like, you know, because I'm pretty busy at the moment trying to get the business off the ground, etc., etc. So you see the point that I'm trying to make here. And this is why those of you who go online and you check your statistics for your Psychology Today profile and you see just how many people have looked at your profile and then you look at how many went and checked out your website and then you looked at how many made the inquiries, you may be surprised about those numbers and you may be wondering why so few people are calling compared to how many people are reading your profile. And if that's you, then this episode is all for you to help you get more inquiries. But again, it's only a podcast episode and I can only help you so much because um, it's not individual, is it? And it's not even interactive, but I'm doing the very best that I can with the information that I can share here. So uh, this is what I wanted to help you out with today. Um, I'm just reading my notes because I've got them on this. Okay. I recently, I'm just going to digress for a moment. I recently started uh, subscribing to a subscription box called the Boss, um, I think it's called Boss Babe Box or something. Uh, I found it on Instagram and Anyway, I got my first box last month and loved it. It had a wireless microphone in it, which, no, it has a wire, but it was a little microphone that you can plug into your phone or into your laptop or something. I thought that was so cool. And it has like this really, it's about the size of an A4 piece of paper. It's a whiteboard and up the top of the whiteboard, it's got a little heading on it that says live show notes. So I'm using this for my podcast. It also had a book in it called How to Pitch Anything. And what else did it have? Oh, it had a chocolate bar, which I haven't eaten yet. And some sticky notes and something else. So anyway, it was heaps of fun and I can't wait to get the next one. But I'm trying to read my notes and um, I've 
brushed against my whiteboard with my sleeve. So everything's looking a little bit scratchy. Um, I'm just trying to read the last line. You may say you don't you don't like selling, but the reality is that you're doing it every day. Yes. Okay. You may say that you don't like selling and that selling's icky, but the reality is that every time you have an engagement, every time you have communication with your client, you're selling, whether you're consciously doing it or not, okay? So selling isn't just about having those inquiry calls and selling is not about pushing your service down somebody's throat. It's not about forcing them to sign up or pay or anything like that. That's not what it's about. Selling is so much more than that. Selling is about the vibe. It's about the relationship. It's about the safety nets that you're providing. It's about uh, the client experience at every single touch point. You know, like say, for example, this um, box subscription that I've just, you know, recently joined. Uh, I'm sold on it now. Like I'm staying in this subscription because uh, it exceeded my expectations, she wasn't sending me emails saying, hey, you better buy my box and oh, blah, blah, blah about the box. And there was no pressure or anything like that. It was just like, hey, I've got this box and you might like it and you get it every month and this is what it includes and it's for female entrepreneurs, etc., etc. And then when I got the box, it was better than I expected. So my experience is, wow, this is worth it. I think it's... Mm, I think it's about $80 or $90 a month. Yep. But it's fun and I love it because it's fun. I love it because she went the extra mile and I wasn't expecting that. Uh, and everything that she gave me was really useful. So I am sold, right? I am going to stay on this subscription now because I can't wait to see what's next. I'm excited to see what's next. And this is the feeling that we want to have for your clients too. We want them to feel like... Uh, they're delighted and they're surprised and that you went the extra uh, step and do you know what I mean? Uh, so even the touch points throughout your practice that a client experiences are selling points, okay? Um, anyway, it's a whole other episode, isn't it? It's a big, 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 big one. So what's going to happen now is I would love for you to go back listen to this episode again with your journal, with a notepad, take some of those prompts down and reflect on them over the weekend. Today, I have a few clients and then I have a work session this afternoon. And then tomorrow I'm doing more coaching training. <laughs> I'm addicted, right? It's like five qualifications now and then we've got another um, another PD tomorrow and it's going all day. So I'm not seeing clients tomorrow. I mean that. And then uh, work on Friday and then going away on Saturday. But what I'll do is I will uh, record another episode for you for Saturday. So you've got that because I'll be on route and I want to make sure you've got that to listen to. Uh, and then I'm returning on Wednesday, but I'll record another one and set it up ready to go for you on Wednesday. So you don't miss out on an episode there either. Um, I don't know what either of those are going to be about, but if you have a question that you would like me to answer or speak to, on a podcast episode, please let me know. And the other thing is, if you would like to sponsor the show, 
get in touch with me and let me know. Uh, and I can tell you a little bit more about what sponsorship involves. It's more affordable than you uh, might be thinking. And it will get your name out there. It'll get your business out there. Um, you know, we've got over 30,000 listeners now um, that are all counsellors, psychologists and social workers all doing different things. So if you've got something like maybe you do PD or um, EAP or something like that and you would like to get your service known to my audience, if we're in alignment, I would love to have a conversation with you about how I can support you to do that. Okay, so if that's something that interests you, get in touch with me and yeah, we can have a conversation about how you'd like that to look and we can work something out. All right, everybody, have an amazing Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the show and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.